Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Good morning, good morning, my friends, good morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up, it's time to get into the Word of God. Wake up, wake up, wake up, my friends, good morning. (laughs) Good morning, my friends, I hope that you are doing well this morning. I know for me, it's a little cloudy this morning for some reason in California. I'm hoping the sun will come out a little bit later. But um, I am excited uh, to dive into the Word of God today. As you know, this is a celebratory weekend of our Lord and Savior risen for Easter tomorrow. Um, Jesus Christ, our anchor. And it's a time of celebration, a time of reflection of what our Heavenly Father, you know, Jesus Christ has done for us in our lives. And um, just uh, in gratitude to everything of the salvation that we have received through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So my friends, thank you for tuning in again this morning with us. Uh, We're so glad you're here. For newcomers, we welcome you uh, who are listening for the first time. We want to let you know that we cover scripture in this podcast. I basically just read scriptures. Sometimes I sing scriptures. And um, we just break down some of the word so that there's more of an understanding and a clarification of how we can apply the word of God to our lives today. So my friends, um, we're going to be picking up where we left off. We are still in the book of Zechariah. And we are now going to start uh, in chapter 5 of Zechariah. And if you haven't had the opportunity, I always let you know, please go back. (laughs) Reread chapters 1 through 4. Understand the different visions that Zechariah was being given by the angel of the Lord. um, And how all those visions we can apply to our lives today. So my friends, we are going to start in uh, chapter 5 of the book of Zechariah. We're going to start with um, verse number 1. And this is what it says. Then I turned and raised my eyes and saw there a flying scroll. And he said to me, what do you see? So I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits and its width 10 cubits. Then he said to me, This is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. Every thief shall be expelled according to this side of the scroll, and every perjurer shall be expelled according to that side of it. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts, It shall enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. It shall remain in the midst of his house and consume it with its timber and stones. 
Father, we thank you for your word in Zechariah. We thank you for these warning words, Father, this vision that Zechariah has received and how we can apply this vision to our lives today, a warning vision that we can apply to our lives today. Father, we thank you for your word because we know your word is true. We know your word is full of life and we know that your word is never void. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So my friends, even though we have just covered a couple of passages here, a couple of sentences, really, there's a lot here <laughs> to discuss. And uh, it's so important because we've been talking about the fact that Zachariah has been getting all these visions. And in many of these visions, it's confirmations of what has happened on earth, what is going to happen on earth. And it's visions of confirmations of what God is doing in heaven, in the heavenlies. Because we always have to remember that our Heavenly Father is always on our side, preparing things in the heavens before they manifest themselves here on earth. And as we rely on our Heavenly Father to work on our behalf, behind the scenes where we do not see things sometimes clearly of what he's doing because necessarily he doesn't always have to show us what he's doing on our behalf. We trust and we know that he is there in the midst and that he is protecting us, guiding us, and most of all, making sure that we are on the straight and narrow road, my friends, because by being on the straight and narrow road, we don't get lost or caught up in wavering on, in other things we're not supposed to. So as we're reading this scripture now here in chapter 5 in the book of Zechariah, let's dive into this. He said, and what do you see? Right? The angel of the Lord asked Zechariah, what do you see? And Zechariah says, I see a flying scroll. So let's stop right there. So the angel of the Lord says to Zechariah, what do you see now, right? Because if you've noticed in a lot of the press um, chapter and chapters and scriptures, Zechariah is seeing so many different things and the angel of the Lord keeps asking him, what do you see, right? To make sure that Zechariah is seeing what he's supposed to be seeing. And then Zechariah will describe to the angel of the Lord what he's seeing. So he tells the angel of the Lord that he sees a flying scroll. Now, if you and I, you and I both know that a scroll is a scroll. Now, we, we have seen different types of scrolls, right? We have seen the scrolls that they fold up together. And then you take both your hands and you open the scroll. And it's kind of like in the movies, we've seen it. Like when it goes, here, here, the declaration of, right? And the scroll also represents a lot of the scrolls from um, back in um, when everything would be written down in the scrolls. So biblically as well, scripture was writ written down on the scrolls. And um, with everything that we do now, we write on a piece of paper, right? You and I. But back then, it used to be scrolls. People used to write very important things on scrolls. Kings would write things on scrolls. Decrees would be made on scrolls um, and then handed out and, and messaged. And in this case, 
um, what Zechariah is seeing is he's seeing a flying scroll. Now, most of the time when we talk about a scroll, a scroll is usually stationary. You write on it, and it just stays exactly where it's being decreed, placed, put, whatever the case might be. Um, and if we want to look at it this way, when a king back in the day used to write up a declaration on a scroll, and the messenger would then ride on a horse to go take it to wherever it had to be delivered, you can sort of say that that messenger <laughs> was flying on his horse to get the message um, to wherever it was going, whether that was to another kingdom reign and um, facility, whether that was to someone important, whatever it was, um, there was also an urgency with that and a speed with that of how the messenger was taking that scroll message to where it had to be delivered. And when it says that it's actually flying a flying scroll, uh, he literally sees it. What does that mean? It's up in the air, right? It's up in the air, and uh, he sees the scroll. Now, the only thing uh, I can tell you is that right away, we're gonna, uh, based on the next sentence, it's going to tell us what the scroll looks like. And it says, its length is 20 cubits, and it's with 10 cubits. So let's break down the cubits, right? So a cubit is 1.5 feet per cubit. And if you say that you have um, 20 cubits, that's 30 feet when we break it down to our layman's terms, right? So you're saying it's 20 cubits, so that's 30 feet, and it's with 10 cubits. And we think about the 10 cubits to the 1.5, you know, uh, uh, feet, that's 15 feet. So he's seeing a, a flying scroll that is 30 feet by 15 feet, which means it is a huge scroll that he's seeing that's flying up in the air. And pretty much I can um, only envision that this scroll... Um, because it's so huge, has a lot written on it. And he says, the angel of the Lord then says, Then he said to me, this is what the angel of the Lord describes now to Zechariah. This is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. Now let's stop there for a minute. So what is the angel of the Lord saying to Zechariah here? He's saying that what is written on that scroll, it's a curse that's written there. And that is going over the face of the whole earth. That means that there, there is no one um, that is not covered specifically under this scroll that is facing over the entire earth. So that means that whatever this scroll has in it, um, it's going to affect those that are on earth. And he comes out and he says, Every thief shall be expelled according to this side of the scroll. 
So, what does that tell us? That's telling us that this scroll has written information on it. And that on one side of the scroll, because he says, according to this side of the scroll, it specifically says, every thief shall be expelled. Right? And let's talk about that for a second. Every thief will be expelled. So if every thief is going to be expelled, that means that every thief is going to be exposed. Every thief is going to be found out. And every thief is going to have is going to face a consequence of some sort. And then he comes out and he says, and every perjurer shall be expelled according to that side of it. So it lets me know that the scroll has information on it and it has basically two lists, a list of thieves and a list of perjurers. And on each list, it's gonna contain, uh, I'm assuming, information of a curse that's gonna occur to someone who, who is in these categories specifically. Now we could just read this and say, oh yeah, that's explained very well, Antonia. Yeah, I get it. One side it says the thief for the thieves, the other side says for perjurers. Let me tell you something. You and I need to make sure <laughs> that we're not on this list. <laughs> as much as um, we're just reading it and it's plain English and it just seems like another sentence, we're just reading. It has a major significance being written here in the Bible. It is showing to Zechariah what is going to uh, the curse that's being placed on those that fall into this category. Now, a thief, as you know, is someone who steals, someone who robs. And a perjurer, if you're not aware, is someone who falsely makes a, a bad a testimony, lies on the oath, says something that is not true when, it's, when they were supposed to tell the truth. And those two people in those two categories is something that you and I have to always be very conscious in not falling into those categories. Now, my friends, I know you're saying, oh, but Antonia, we're Christians. We know that. We're not supposed to lie. We're not supposed to bear wit false witness against our brother. But let me tell you something, my friends. Many of us continue to do so. Many of us continue to do these little white lies, like they call them, or many of us say things or um, against someone else that many times is not true. We make assumptions of people. And I want to talk about that because what happens is, you know, there's this whole uh, thing that we speak about where, um, you know, first impressions, right? If someone walks into a room based on the way they look, their hair, their makeup, you know, their their um, eyelashes, whatever, their um, clothing, their shoes, whatever, their bag, whatever, whatever it is that they have, their jacket, whatever, you know, we automatically make an assumption of what we feel of that person has it together or not. We automatically make that assumption. And then we 
happen to have a conversation with someone else about that individual that we saw, we make assumptions. Things come out of our mouths of assumptions. Oh yeah, they must have money because did you see that expensive coat that coat she was wearing? Or oh yeah, they definitely got it together because did you see how sharp that guy was dressed? Or the opposite. Oh my god, she came with her sweatpants and her sweatshirts and her sneakers. I mean, how low of a class is that? You know, oh, he came with like, you know, um, his son straight from the basketball thing. Like, um, couldn't he have gone home first and taken a shower? Like, listen, I'm just giving you some small examples, but this is exactly what we do, my friends. This is exactly what we do. And we fall into groups of gossiping which makes us assume and have conversations. Next thing you know, we're having a conversation with gossip. Next thing you know, you're lying about something, but you're still carrying on the gossip. Next thing you know, you're being forced witness against somebody when you don't even have a clue about what's really happening. So when I look at this, I don't look at this lightly because this is something we really have to be very, con be very conscious about, my friends. You and I cannot be in this category. And if you're listening with us for the first time and we welcome you as I said earlier, you need to think about this too. There are people who listen to my podcast that I truly believe sometimes are Christians and not Christians. This podcast is just not intended for Christians. This podcast is intended for everyone. So if you are listening to this, examine yourself and say, have I, have I been lying about anything? Have I placed false witness about anything? Have I lied under oath about anything? Listen, if your conscience cannot, is not eating you up when you have done something bad, something is definitely wrong. That means you have become very cold-hearted. You're like stone brick, and you just don't have any thought process or feelings about anything. But in God's word, God wants us to be on our toes, my friends. He wants us to be aware. And the same way that this vision was being shown to Zechariah by the angel of the Lord, we need to see this vision too as we're reading it in this book of the Bible. And we need to understand that if we tomorrow saw a flying scroll, we could be reminded about this scripture and be like, oh, I hope my name is not on there. The only name that we should be written in is in the book of life in heaven, my friends. <laughs> that is the book that we definitely want to be in. But this is a specific assignment, what is being carried out. The assignment of the scroll is to go to earth and it's going to expel and expose and bring consequences to those that fall into these two categories. And I can only imagine the names of the people that are on that list. Because God knows everything, my friends. You don't go unnoticed on this earth. God sees everything. God sees every movement you make, every decision. He hears every word that comes out of your mouth. He understands every feeling in your body, and he definitely knows deep in your heart, whatever it is you have there. So we have to be very 
conscious, my friends, and aware and alert to say, have I been falling into any of these categories? Because listen, you and I are part of the world, but we're not of this world. It says very clearly in the word. We're supposed to follow God's commandments. We're supposed to follow everything that he shows us and um, guides us with the Holy Spirit. But we're not supposed to just be going with the flow of this world. Now, uh, that's not to say you and I don't get up every day and we go with the flow of going to work, taking care of our kids, going to school, you know, going food shopping, whatever the case might be. You have to do those things. You need those essential things. You need to do that in your life. But what I'm saying is, you don't need to get caught up in the things that are not of God. You need to stay in God's footprints. And you need to stay on his straight and narrow road. And you need to be guided by what he wants us to do. So when it starts to identify that the scroll has these two categories of people, people, and the people are going to face, they're going to be expelled right? They're going to be taken out. Expel means to be taken out, right? Eliminated, taken out. So now what does the angel of the Lord say now to Zechariah after he tells him this? He says, I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. Listen, there are many examples in the Bible when God has sent out the curse, the curse, the assignment, the task to take out those who are wicked and doing bad things. So he says it clearly, I will send out the curse See, because God gives us curses and he can also give us blessings, my friends. And if you happen to be in any of these two categories, because even as Christians, my friends, we get caught up sometimes. Listen, I'm guilty of this too. I'm not going to sit here speaking to you and letting you think I'm all all, all like that. And I never have said a, a, a lie or I've never like said anything. I'm only human too, just like you. But now, since my walk has gotten stronger with the Lord and deeper, I try to be very conscious of what's coming out of my mouth. I try to be conscious of what I'm thinking in my heart, in my mind, right? I try to be like, okay, Lord, please show me this in a different way, right? Because here's the thing. We all operate in the flesh too sometimes, and and we slip up. So my friends, this is just a reminder to us that we need to be on our toes. We need to be pinpointing specific things and being aware of what we are doing, being accountable for what we're doing. And the fact that uh, the angel of the Lord is uh, having this conversation with Zechariah about this flying scroll, especially that it says it's it's face all all over the earth. We're not excluded from that, you and I, just because we're Christians. God also comes to see where we're at. He comes to check our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our soul. Where are we? You know, because even Christians can get caught up in gossiping and lying. Christians could even get up in testifying falsely against their neighbors. And And here's the thing. We need to stop doing that. If you are if you are someone who's suffering from 
just consistently lying, consistently, you know, uh, doing the same bad things and, and placing bad testimonies against or false testimonies at that. You know, you're lying under oath. You know that you served on a jury or something, or you know that, you know, someone in, in, in uh, law or, or, or an official asked you a question and you made a lie. Your conscience should be eating you up, man. You shouldn't just be lightly about that. You should be like, man, this is eating me up inside because I lied. But let me tell you something. Our hearts in this society and in this world have become so hardened that it's just become the norm now for people to lie and continuous lying. Um, and then in continuous lying, their lies just continue to be one big lie. But they're never affected in their hearts by it because their hearts are hardened. And God doesn't ever want us to be in that place. God wants us to have a healthy heart that's pumping for our Heavenly Father. And He wants us to be aligned with what we say that comes out of our words and what we do against others. He wants us to follow His full commandments. So we don't take this scripture lightly, my friends. We have to say to ourselves, wait a minute, wait a minute, I need to make sure I'm not on the list. Because even though we could be sitting here and go, oh, that was a long time ago, Antonia. That was back in the time of Zachariah that God placed that curse. Let me tell you something, honey. He, and, and sir, ma'am, young man, young girl, God is on the throne today, just like back then. And he's seeing everything that's going on on this earth. And the same way he can send us a blessing, he can definitely send a curse to expel those that have fallen away from his commandments, that have fallen away from him, that have done uh, against God's word, who have violated God's law. Listen, we fall into this category. We're not exempt from this. We're not, you know, um, we're not special just because we're Christians. God is looking at everybody because even as believers of Christ, followers of Christ, many of us fall to fall by the wayside there are more people leaving christianity beliefs today than ever because they've got caught up they've got swept up they've got enticed lured in by other ideologies and then they have turned away from god and they have violated god's law and with this scripture it's specifically about stealing and lying and so I've spoken about this before, about stealing, you know, that you just take a couple of pens or papers, you know, from your job, or a whole ream of paper at that from your job, and you're like, oh, no one's going to miss this. No one's going to... That's stealing. That's still stealing from your job. So this is very key to know that because this is wickedness, that people are doing it has to be followed by consequences of a punishment that God places on them because things do not go unnoticed my friends God sees when you're doing good and he sees when you're doing bad he knows when you're lying he knows when you're stealing he knows when you're placing false testimony and he knows when you're under oath saying a lie so my friends, that does not go unnoticed. 
And the fact that he says, I will send out the curse, that is a promise, that is a proclamation, that is a guarantee, and there's no getting around that. So we have to say to ourselves, when God sends his judgment and his wrath on us, are we going to stand strong and righteous in him and continue to follow his commandments so that our name is not on that scroll of the people who are going to be expelled because we're stealing and lying. So it says here that after he sends that curse out, right? He says, I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. And this is what it says next. It shall enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. It shall remain in the midst of his house and consume it with its timber and stones. So what does that tell us? That tell us that when God sends out that curse, it's going to land right in the place of where that person resides where that stealing person resides, where that lying person resides, wherever they are, God is going to place a curse. They're going to be found out and they're going to be consumed by the curse that God is placing on them. And it's not only that um, they're going to be found out, they're going to be expelled, they're going to be exposed, but it also says, and consume it. Listen, I have to tell you that um, I don't have an example of a story right now, but I know in the past there have been stories of people who are on the pulpit preaching, lying, hiding sin, doing something against God's word, violating God's law. And all of a sudden, they get struck by something and they have a heart attack on the, on the altar. They have a heart attack um, by the podium as they're speaking. Um, they get afflicted with some major disease um, they face um, suicide thoughts, commit suicide. Listen, this stuff is real, and this stuff cannot be taken lightly. Because wherever you are, God sees you. God sees you clearly. He sees everything. He understands your thoughts. He understands what you say. And he's the one who can come and consume us and wipe us out if he sees fit that he needs to do that because we're wicked, violating his laws, and we're stealing and we're lying. Now, some of you might be saying, man, to me, it's a little deep. Yes, it is deep. It is deep. All these things are deep. We're not supposed to do any of these things. We're supposed to be very conscious of what we're doing. And if we don't think that 
we're not gonna be included in this list because you know we're Christians or we're good, we think we're good people. Ah, wake up and smell the coffee, my friend, because that's not the case. Right now, there's so much going on in this world, my friends, that we need to be prepared to know that we are protected by God. Not to be consumed by God and eliminated and expelled, but if anything, to be in His presence under his protection and that he loves on us and cares on us because we are faithful, law-abiding believers of Christ that do the right thing and stay out of gossip, stay out of lying, stay out of stealing, even in desperate times. Right now, we're in a situation, my friends, where when they gave away money during the pandemic, okay, uh, for PPE loans, like to keep your staff or, you know, uh, release funds for your businesses. Do you know how much money was stolen from those funds from people who made up fake businesses, lied about their circumstances, stole money. It's in the billions, they said, because there was a lot of money that was given out during the pandemic to help businesses stay afloat, to help independent contractors. And many people lied on those applications and got millions of dollars and squandered the money. And some of them are being still arrested today. Many have been arrested, but still many are now being found out and arrested because they lied on those applications. Listen, my friends, this stuff is real. We have to really read the scripture and say, man, this is deep. And even though you could read it the first time and be like, oh, yeah, he saw a flying scroll and it had these two lists and it has these things. No, that's not me. Let's go back and reevaluate ourselves, my friends, because none of us are innocent. Some of us have done something like this. And I know it might sound harsh, my friends, but I just want us to be aware that what Zechariah saw back then, that the angel of the Lord was revealing to him, we could see that today. We could see that today. God is keeping track of everything that we're doing. God is keeping track of how we're handling ourselves, how we're handling other people, how we're treating other people. What's coming out of our tongue? How are we speaking? Are we speaking life? There's so many things that we can apply to this, my friends. But ultimately, I wanted to just let you know that when it comes to this, when it comes to this, God is really setting things up accordingly and showing us that We're so used to always getting the blessings that we don't think we can get a curse from him. God is the ever-present God, and he can do whatever he wants. 
And the same way he had destroyed, you know, um, the time of Noah, when people had became wicked, when he allowed the Babylonians to take over the children of Judah, because they became wicked and they were worshiping other gods. And there's other examples, you know, when Moses was up in the mountain and God was speaking to him and he came down from the mountain and the, and the children of Israel had made for themselves a golden calf and were worshiping another God because they assumed that something happened to him and that maybe, you know, he wasn't coming back. And they faced consequences. Everything you read in the Bible about situations of worshiping other gods, about lying, about stealing. There's so many examples that we could talk about lying, especially with Abraham and Sarah when they lied and they said they were brothers and sisters. They were about to face a major consequence had they not been found out. And then they were outcasts, but God still promised Abraham that he would have a journey in receiving what he was promised. And he put, still protected him and he went on. But man, I can only imagine what was going on at that time. They still had to face consequences. And this is what we have to always remind ourselves, my friends. You will either be sought out, found out, exposed, expelled, just like it says here in the Bible, or even consumed somehow by the curse if you're doing the wrong thing. Because you will be found out. So listen. I wanted to share this scripture with you. Because I wanted you to understand. That even though this is just a small passage of scripture here. It has a very deep meaning. And we have to be very conscious. About remembering to follow God's commandments. And not to violate his laws. Especially in the area of stealing and lying. Because it will be found out. God will make you pay consequences. And how he chooses to do so will be his decision. So my friends, I'm not here to scare you. I'm not here to make you paranoid. And I'm definitely not here to have you go, oh my God, Antonia. I just want you to understand that this scripture comes alive when you read it. Everything in this book, in the Bible, when you read it, it comes to life. It comes alive. It's the truth. This is a perfect example of what we can see, of what was getting ready to happen to people on earth once this curse was released. And right now, because of the wickedness that's happening today in the year 2022 on this earth, God is taking a good look at everybody here too now and going what is going down there with the children with the people and am I either going to send out a curse or am I going to send out a blessing I don't know about you but I know for me personally I want to be blessed I want to be on God's team I want to be his ambassador I want to um, love on people respect people give people an understanding of who God is by sharing the word of who Christ is in my life. And I want to continue to receive the blessings that my Heavenly Father has bestowed upon me because I am particularly following His commandments and not violating His law. So my friends, I wanted to just leave you with that thought, let you know that God loves you 
but examine yourself and find out if you have been doing any of these things. Make sure that you stop, repent, ask for forgiveness, and get on that straight and narrow road, my friends, so that you're not on a scroll that's going to have your name on it and it's going to expel you and consume you. So it has truly been a pleasure sharing the Word of God with you again. And I look forward to next week um, sharing the Word with you again. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday tomorrow. Enjoy your time with your family and friends. But most of all, remember to reflect on the goodness of Jesus Christ and what he has done in your life through your salvation and how you can be an ambassador for the holy word of God that gives us life and how you can be a beacon of light to encourage other people and let them also be brought to the kingdom of God to have a relationship with Jesus Christ as well. God bless you. Enjoy your Easter. And I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you again next week where we'll rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.